Welcome to the ASCD Connect podcast, supporting you on your journey as a life-changing educator. Here's your host for today's program. Hello, and thank you for joining Ohio's Whole Child Podcast, Episode 2, where we'll be talking about the whole child tenant healthy. We all know that healthy students are better learners, and in today's podcast, we will focus on the healthy tenant of Ohio's Whole Child Framework. We will get to hear from the Ohio School-Based Health Alliance and a couple of our Ohio schools who are coordinating health services and implementing policies and practices to ensure their school systems are a place that fosters health and helps students grow into healthy and successful adults. I'm very excited to welcome our guest today. Um, we have Reem Ali. She is the executive director of the Ohio School-Based Health Alliance. Joseph Specia, who is the superintendent of Wycliffe City Schools, which is no- uh, located in Northeast Ohio. And we have Lindy Douglas, the special programs coordinator and whole child coordinator for Alexander Local Schools, located in Southeast Ohio. Welcome to the program, Reem, Joe, and Lindy, and thank you for joining us um, so for our first question, can you tell the listeners, what is school-based health and how does it lead to improved health and educational outcomes? I'll tell you what, Jennifer, I'll, I'll begin with that. Um, you know, more than more than academic outcomes, school has always been and will always be, you know, America's great socializer. It's where we learn the lessons of life. Um, and while academic outcomes do matter and, and they are important, um, they can never be fully realized unless students and families are are uh, in in feeling good about themselves. They're not in distress. So for us, um, school-based health is a formal and informal process. Formally, it's about physical education class and health class. It's about mindfulness experiences. It's about social opportunities, nutritional programs. Um, it's about family engagement. Um, and it's about specific uh, relationships with agencies and organizations outside of the school. Uh, informally, it's about relationships. It's about helping students and families get access to to services and connecting young people to everything they need um, to have a healthy and positive academic outcome. So, so for us, it's it's critically important, and that's what school-based health is for us in our in our school district. I agree with Joe. School-based healthcare systems—that is where the school district becomes the epicenter of the community. And you engage your families into the well-being of the whole child. That means the school district engages with local community agencies that can meet the needs of the child. So those would be for mental health needs, physical needs, social, emotional needs. When you start looking at the child and taking care of the basic needs so they can focus on academics down the road, that's where you get the school-based health care system bringing those agencies onto the campuses allows us to drop the barriers that families face as the children are going to school. When the agencies are on the campuses of the school district, that allows parents to stay at work, that allows children to stay in school. If they need mental health counseling, it happens on the campus. If they need to get a physical or go to the doctor, the doctor is here on campus to take care of that. There's an old saying that you have to Maslow's before you bloom. So if you're looking and taking care of the basic needs of that child, then that child can focus on the academic success. I was going to add, I love what Lindy said about the school being the epicenter. 
And from, from our vantage, when we talk about school-based health, we're, we're really talking about a, a broad term that represents a collaborative approach between education and health-focused partners to provide the services and support students need to be healthy so that they're better able and ready to, to learn. And what, what that looks like can be really different depending on the school, depending on the needs of the students and their families, the resources that are available, and the partners that are engaged in the work. There are many partnerships and innovative models that contribute to school-based health, including ensuring that students have access to high-quality health care through school-based or school-linked health services. We know that a child who is sick or who is struggling with a physical or mental health condition is much more likely to struggle academically. They are more likely to be absent from school when they are in school or doing schoolwork. They're less likely to be focused and attentive to their work. And, and so when we talk about school-based health, it's really a powerful tool for providing students with meaningful access to the supports that they need. And there are evidence-driven and evidence-based approaches um, to, to really impacting the health of students in order for them to be successful both inside and outside of school. Thank you, Reem. Lindy, this question is for you. Um, can you talk to us about what does the whole child framework tenant healthy look like in your school district? Here at Alexander, we've been working on the whole child tenant um, for over eight years. And we have been able to bring on local agencies into our school districts. For instance, we have Holzer Health Systems that is here on campus. It's a family medicine clinic. We have a nurse practitioner, a phlebotomist, two nurses in that area. Um, they not only help our children, but they also see our parents for appointments and community members. We also have engaged into mental health um, networks with Hopewell and Health Recovery Services. We are now up to eight mental health counselors in our building from local agencies that specifically work with children on Tier 2 and Tier 3 needs of mental health. Um, this has become very positive in our school culture it has allowed our school counselors to focus on tier one issues, and it has given the children the support they need um, during the school day for mental health services. We've also broadened our school-based health care to um, having a food bank on site. We do um, blessings in a backpack every Friday for children of poverty. We have over 100 backpacks going out with food on the weekends, so we know those children are eating. We have Live Healthy Appalachia that comes to our school district two to, about two days a week, and they work with our second graders on how to prepare healthy meals. We also have Athens County Children's Services in our building, which is CPS, and they work with families. They take the proactive approach as to... Let's work with families now before those families become in crisis. So they're here as a support system for the parents and the children, offering um, assistance in the home, offering um, toiletries, food, clothing to those families, public assistance, gas cards, 
and um, just helping these parents that who are struggling so that they can stay on track and not go into a crisis mode. Thank you, Linda. You sure have a lot of partnerships providing a whole host of holistic services to your kiddos. Really appreciate the fact that you're, you know, bringing in your um, community partners to provide all these resources, including the basic needs of of food and shelter. So kudos to you and your school district for for doing such a wonderful job and taking care of your your students' um, health health needs. Joe, you've been a superintendent for how many years? 11. 11 years. And as a school, as a district superintendent, you are the head leader. You are the, you're the main guy. Um, Can you tell us as a superintendent, what is your role in addressing the tenant of healthy for students in your school district? First and most importantly, you have to be the champion of the cause. Um, You have to, we built it right into our strategic plan. Okay. It is part of our goals and part of our action plan. So that becomes the first and most important um, element. Second of all, it needs to be prioritized. Um, For us, that means in word, in action, in providing resources. We do all of those things. Similar to what Lindy talked about in in Alexander, we have a a family resource center that provides many of the same and similar services to what um, uh, Lindy talked about. So it became important to us and even more so important to me that we participate in and contribute to um, the student's well-being and the family's well-being. We emphasize it over other factors. We actually emphasize it over academic learning because we know that student health and well-being is the, the building block of all academic outcomes. So we don't make a fuss. We don't make a big deal about the state report card. We don't make a big deal. We don't make a fuss about AP test scores. We make a fuss about the, the well-being of students and the well-being of students then takes care of the state report card and AP scores and all the other kinds of things that we might we may want to think about and, and believe are important in schools. And then finally, um, we live it. You know, we live in in our family resource center. I spend as much time in the family resource center um, helping people as as I might um, working on a, a curricular issue. That's wonderful, Joe. Thank you. Um, And we appreciate you as a superintendent um, being on this podcast because, as you said, you know, the superintendents need to be the champions for um, whole child and initiatives. So thank you. Um, So the next question, I'm sure our listeners would love to know the outcomes you all have seen. And so can you tell us what benefits were realized from implementing a whole child approach? And I'll just throw this out to anybody who would like to answer. I'm happy to begin Um, for us and and our family resource center has been in existence now for four years. Um, Our emphasis on, on whole child has, is about four years old at this point. And here's what we could tell you with absolute certainty. Our attendance district wide has improved. Our participation in extracurricular activities, co-curricular activities has improved. Um, the decrease, we've seen a decrease in our disciplinary issues. All of those things in turn contribute to the academic outcomes. It, it wouldn't be fair to say as a direct result of opening our family resource center, our 
um, Algebra 2 and, of course, exam scores went up three points because there's a lot of contributing factors to those things. Um, what we have seen happen are the things that contribute to those factors have all improved. Attendance, participation, disciplinary issues um, have all become better for us. And, and then I guess the last thing is family engagement has improved. We talk to our people and our people talk to us. And I think those are the major contributing factors that we can point to specifically about how the whole child has helped us. I can chime in on that also. We have seen such tremendous gains academically at Alexander Local. Eight years ago, we were qualified as at-risk district through the Ohio Department of Education when you're looking at our state report card, we've moved from at risk to independent status for the past three years. We attribute that success to the wraparound programs. Yes, we realigned our curriculum. Yes, we have highly qualified teachers in place working with these students. But by taking care of all the basic needs outside of that classroom, that has allowed our teachers to really focus on academics. Um, Our attendance rate is 96.4%. Our graduation rate consistently above 95%. Um, The discipline issues have gone down. There aren't lines in our offices of disciplining children. Now, we even pulled the data from our counselors. We took a sampling of 20 kids that are in active counseling We pulled their behavior issues from Infinite Campus, and we found that once they engaged into counseling services, their behavior referrals have consistently decreased. So that allows our principals to work more and focus on academics while the children are being taken care of through counseling services. Thank you, Lindy and Joe. Um, Okay, so the next question. So before districts and schools venture into new initiatives, I'm sure the question or worry that folks face is how are we going to sustain this? We're going to start something new and then how do we sustain it? So can you talk about how this work is sustainable? Sure. I'm happy to to, uh, look at that, the sustainability factor becomes critically important. And so our Family Resource Center story begins with um, seeking support and help from from our legislature. Our our local state representative helped us um, with a local government innovation grant. Um, Our local state senator helped us with a uh, a state capital grant. Um, That's how we built it. And then from there, and, and we're grateful to the legislature and, and their support of, of those issues. But from there, um, it was our investment in community partnerships, um, our partners from, you know, the federally qualified health center that that's in our community signature health and our partnership with Crossroads Health, our partnership with the Lake County General Health District, um, all of the other agencies that partner in our center all contribute to the sustainability of the center. Um, the donations we get, it, it's extraordinary to me in our community, the number of donations we get month after month, board meeting after board meeting, the uh, money that people just, they just donate to the cause because they believe in the cause. So it's it's a grassroots effort that has you know all the legs of the stool, if you will. There's, there's the legislature supporting it. 
um, and, and we hope that they continue to do so. Um, there's, there's certainly our, our local agencies that support this effort, and then it's the individual people who support the effort. Um, I would share this much with the community. We're in the midst of a building project right now, um, a new campus, K-12 campus, and part of the campaign included a discussion about will the Family Resource Center continue to exist since we're building a new facility? And it was a must-have, um, according to the community, to vote for the new uh, to, to vote for the new facility. So, in our new on our new campus, right on campus, we have um, replicated and, in fact, um, enlarged our Family Resource Center at the request of the community. So now it's a must-have because they see the value. Well, I can, I can just add to that, that we, we know coming out of the pandemic that the health and educational challenges facing children in our state have only been exacerbated. And we, um, as a state, and uh, thinking about schools, really the only way to address that is through, as Joe mentioned, through partnership and through support at the state level among state policymakers, but then uh, support at the community level with community partners. And so that's that's going to be a critical piece moving forward is, is ensuring that those partnerships are incentivized and, and that there is an ability to continue that work together going forward and that it, it doesn't sit just all on the school to, to be able to provide the supports that, that students need. Absolutely. I agree with Reem and Joe. The pandemic put us into a level of um, academics we never saw before. We had to recreate education um, through online learning, um, school buildings being closed. And if you watched as the pandemic rolled out, you saw more and more families going into crisis and you had children that were stuck at home and they didn't have their safe haven of the school districts. Sustainability comes when the community partners in the school district bond together and their mission becomes the same. They're going to do what they can to make the best life for every individual child in our school districts. I think the state having the focus on the whole child now and seeing the importance of it is a huge support for us to continue the work and to move forward. But sustainability comes with networking and building those relationships with community partners. Thank you. Um, and for our last question, this question is to Reem. Um, Reem, the Ohio School-Based Health Alliance helps schools provide health services to students. Can you talk about what support does your organization offer to schools? Absolutely. And I, I love that question because the Ohio School-Based Health Alliance is really uniquely situated to be a great resource for schools and other education and health partners who want and need support on school-based health. We're, for a bit of context, we're a statewide organization that was created for the sole purpose of advancing and supporting the sustainability and expansion of school-based health care. And we, we do that through education and awareness, capacity building, including providing resources, guidance and technical assistance on school-based healthcare, and we serve as a convener and connecting entity among our school-based health partners across the state. We um, recently launched a new website. You can go to www.osbha.com 
to sign up for our updates and newsletter. And I'd encourage folks to also follow us on social media. So we have Twitter and LinkedIn at OSBH Alliance. And then at the start of the new year, we're going to be hosting regular learning community meetings where both education and health partners will be able to engage in collective learning and in sharing of best practices on school-based healthcare. So if there is anyone that is interested, any schools that are interested in participating, they are welcome to reach out to me directly at reem at osbha.com. We are here to be a resource and support to our partners across the state that are doing this important work. So any, any questions, any assistance that we can provide, we are happy to do that. Thank you, Reem, and thank you for providing that um, information for additional professional development that will be coming. I just want to thank you, Joe and Reem and Lindy, for being a part of this podcast. Um, as you know, the whole child framework is is something that we want our school districts to do throughout Ohio. Um, you are a demonstration of what that looks like in Ohio. So really appreciate you being leaders in in this work and particularly um, working with your families and your students and your community organizations to provide whole child supports um, to all of your students. So uh, a big, great um, thank you for the hard work that you do each and every day to make sure your children have the foundation uh, that they need in order to be able to learn and do their best in school. So thank you, everybody. Thank you as well. Thank you. Have a good day.